Okay, I hope that you still have the pages. We're learning from the Oyvis Eretz Yisrael, which was quoted by Abshail and Eretz Chayfetz. We're moving through this piece from Rav explaining the Torah of Rav Kook and Oyvis Eretz Yisrael. There's a lot here, a lot here. We didn't even get to the Eretz Yisrael part yet in this Torah, which means over the next few years we should get to. Few, few uh, days in Mitzvah we should get to. We're on page 101 on the bottom of that footnote, 146. We were talking at the last year, two weeks ago, about what it means to live without the ICS of the Nishama. To live without the, thank you. To live without the to, to live without the ICS of the Nishama. Without the letters of the soul that Rav Kook is talking about. In the way of a separation the separation between the Guf and the Nishama. We're talking about Katnas, Katnas Adas. Katnas Adas. Of Cook always came back to this Katniss and Godless, the different way of thinking. We're on the bottom, all the way on the bottom of page 101 in that footnote. Let's review a little bit. It's been some time. So, for those who have the page where it says, Al Kaf, I just want to remind you that you just have to sign up. That there's a thing on the phone. I don't know how. I don't know what you have to put in there to get to it. But, uh, Shlomo Kameli is not here right now, but he's taking care of it. That uh, any pages from now on, you could just check on the thing. If you have, if you're signed up, you'll check on the thing, and you'll be able to print the page and to and to bring it in. So you don't have to always handle all the pages and photostatting. It's easier like that. So let's just review that paragraph on the bottom. Valkach kaisev harav. This is what we were doing last time. Let's just quickly review. The small way of thinking. There is hidden eris pnimi, a deep inner poison. A person who has small das is somebody who's poisoned. What's the poison? Just to remind you, in this Torah that we're learning, in the Eretz of Israel, Rav Kook said that there are two ways of looking at life, or looking at ourselves, looking at the world. One way is to see Yiddishkeit, Ruchnius, Avodas Hashem, as Mitzius Melaya. Mitzius Melaya means that is the realest thing in my life. That is what's most real in my life is is that world of the Isis, of the letters of the Neshama and so on. Ruchnius of Hashem. That's the Mitzias Malaya. The other way, which is the poison that Rav Kook is talking about, is when a person goes through the motions of living a life, a Jewish life, but there's that feeling always <coughs> that Rav Kook is describing here, Shenidmal Yodo Shekol Hantaka that any separation from the mundane 
going over to Kodesh, to Kedusha, this person has a feeling that I'm leaving the world of yesh, of substance, and I'm entering into a world of afsius, of nothingness. Of, uh, ruchnius is something which is not tangible, it's not real. Spirituality is something you'll have a person that will, you know, that he'll enjoy learning something that's very much uh, part of the, of the world that he lives in, whether it's in Bav Metziah, whether it's in Brochus. But then when he learns something in Nefshechaim or in Tanya, something in Ruchnius, he feels like it's not concrete, it's not substantial, it's not real, it's something which is fluffy, it's flowery, it's not anything that I could relate to, and so on. It's not a Metziah's Malaya. So if Cook says this is the poison of our lives that causes us to be people, Khalila, who live in Kitna Sadas. I mean, Godless Adas is when a person knows and it's clear to him that my Ruchnias is the Mitzvah of my life. That doesn't mean to ignore work and to ignore Gashmias and to take care of my health and everything else that needs to be taken care of in the house, etc., of course. But the mitzvah hamaleya of my life is not; these things have to get done. But but it's chaval that I have to leave. It's chaval that I have to leave Shabbos to go to chal. It's chaval that I have to leave the sefer to go and to take care of these things. Chaval doesn't mean to be depressed or to be upset, but it means to have that godless of das to know that that I'm moving now from from something which is a mitzvah that is not mitzvah malaya. Or I'm, or I'm leaving, rather, I'm leaving a Metzius Malaya, the true Metzius, which is Shabbos, which is the Metzius Malaya, because the Tachlis of our lives is Elokus, is the Baruch Shalom, is being Oved Hashem. And I'm, and I'm leaving that. When I go to Chal, even though I could find many good things in Chal to, to work on, but Sof Kol Sof, it's not the, the true Yeshus of, of, of my life. Therefore, the, by Chabad, the, the, the tzaddikim taught that even though to us it seems on the surface that creation took place in such a way of there was ayin, there was nothing, right? And then Hashem created everything. So we're living in an existence of yesh me'ayin. Nacham? Yesh me'ayin. Hashem took, there was nothing, and now there's something. But, but the Alter Rebbe and all of his descendants always spoke about how that's really very, very shallow and external way of looking at life. The true way of looking at life is that there was yesh, and now we're in a situation of ayin. Just the opposite. There was yesh, elokus is yesh, and what we're living in is ayin, is nothing. It's a, it's a, and, the, and you could tell in five minutes what kind of person we're talking to. Which direction is, you know, where is he? He's either, an, he's either a yesh me'ayin or an ayin me'yesh type of a person. And what Rav Kook is saying here is that if this person feels that any time that I have to leave Chol to go to Kodesh, that I'm leaving any time when I'm leaving the physical, the mundane, and I'm going to Kodesh, it's I'm leaving something which is real, Chol is real, and I'm going to Ruchnius, Ruchnius is Apsius, what is it? Then Rav Kook says, 
even though what we see with our eyes, like I just spoke about from the Tanya, is Minagedis Lazar. To us, this is this is the Mitzvah Malaya that what we're looking at. This is Mitzvah Malaya. And the Tanya explained why when Chazal say the Kohes, whoever gets angry, it's Kilo Eved Avadazar, right? Whoever gets angry, whoever loses his temper, it's Kilo who is worshiping idols. So that's a that's an upsetting Maimah Chazal. It's something you even you can get angry about that Chazal. And what is it? Why is it called Avadazar? You might say it's not good, but But the Tani explains if this thing is getting you upset, if whatever, your job, your your life is getting you upset, I'm not talking about Ruchnias, that's something else. But if the Mitzvah that you're in is getting you upset, it's Kilo, you're worshiping another God. Because the God that we're supposed to be worshipping has revealed to us that this is not it. That the world that we see with our eyes not work and not even marriage. It's, it's not, this is not the Metzius Malaya. This is not it. <coughs> and therefore, when a person gets angry, he loses his temper, he's buying into that, he's buying into that, into that illusion. Ki'ilu, if my boss uh, insulted me, my world now falls apart. That's called worshiping an idol. Because this world is not the is not the Matthias Malaya. What are you getting so fahitzed over chol over? What are you getting so worked up over something that's not that's ayin that that really is ayin is ayin? What are you getting crazy about ayin? Are you losing your temper over ayin over nothing? What are you losing your temper over ayin? When a person is disappointed with his learning, with his davening, of course that has to be done properly as well. But then the disappointment is, ach, something is wrong with my yesh. I'm not doing well with my davening. That's already, that's, uh, 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 my reality is out of order. There's something wrong with the real world. When people say that silly thing, like they always that after Yontif, all right, now we're going to go back to the real world, or you know, the rabbi makes some, some talk about that, going to the real world, and that's not the, this is not the real world. This is the real world, this is what the, this is the real world, this is not the real world. The real world is the mitzius malaya, is ruchnius, is elokos. This world that we're in is ayin, mamish, ayin mamish. It's a whole different way of thinking. So when a person is not doing well and is learning this davening, no, there's already something to be, you know, concerned to be metapel. But if you didn't get the raise, or if you didn't get the, something didn't work out, you know, in the house, or even, or even, you know, in more important things in this world that we call life, besides they have to be taken care of. One has to be very, very serious about things. But kolakaris is kilo over davar But if you lose your temper. You're 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 worshiping a different god. You're not worshiping Hashem. It's not it's not God. You've fallen into that into that mistake. Kilu, this is the Matthias Malaya. Even though our eyes don't say that. We have to admit that the way things look, this is what's real and this is what's serious. And that and that Ruchnius is like, you know, it's a, it's something like uh, 
a nice thing that we believe in. It's some spiritual thing. It's it's not real. <coughs> Even a person who's officially a religious person. He's a person who's dati. <coughs> and therefore, any person who's dati, who's religious, will say to you, no, no, of course, religion is more important to me. Of course, God is more important to me. My ruchnis is more important to me than gashmis. Because that's the, that's the party line. So everybody says that. Everybody says that. But the yesod hameyer, that yesod, that, 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 to feel that that which illuminates my life, what illuminates my life is Shabbos. What illuminates my life is a, is a, is a capital Tehillah. But what gives me tachlis and purpose in my life is, is a mitzvah. Hamazir is nishma sa'odam b'sarich yusa sh'ayodu ha'neshama t'vua kula b'hakarosa ha'lyona and what's the ha'kar ha'lyona? What's the higher way of thinking? Sh'kol ha'ntoka menachol el ha'kodesh that every time that I have to tear myself away that I pull, that I go away from chol to kodesh he'bricha mi'churban ve'afsiyus el yishuv Chol is churban and afsius. Churban. The mundane, the profane, the secular. It's churban, it's afsius. Only to the degree that I could add meaning to the mundane with my father's Hashem. But otherwise, what is it? It's churban, it's afsius. And now that I'm able to, to go away from that and to open up my sefer, I'm able to return to my learning, to my davening, to the tachlis. Now I'm going back to the Yishuv. Ah, I'm going back to... I'm leaving a place of Churban. I'm leaving that place of the Lama Tes Malachis that we're learning about from the Balsham this morning. I'm leaving the world of the Lama Tes Malachis. And where am I going? We're learning this morning. Where am I going? Who is still here from this morning? Just me. Oh, Ezra. I'm, 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 yeah, we're going... We're leaving the Lama Tes and we're going to where? Achas. Echad. Echad. I'm leaving the Lama Tes Malachis. I'm going where? Echad. That's what's happening in a few hours. We're leaving the Lama test, the 39 Malachas, which are the 39 curses, which is the Mishnah calls in, the, we learned this morning from the Balsham, the Mishnah calls in Shabbos in the seventh parak, the first Mishnah is, Arboim Chaser Achas. This world is a world that is Chaser Echad. It's missing the one, the only one. It's missing God. We don't see that. And that's why the Balsham Tov explained, we learned this Mamish this morning, that's why work, this world is called, that's what it means, this world is called Arboim Chaser Achas. It looks like it's Mamish Arboim. It's like everything, because the Lamtas Malachas really are all things that we do in, in, in life. Are the 39 categories of work, right? Include everything in life. The only thing that's missing is what? It's Chaser Achas. It's missing Echad. Echad Yochad Miyuchad It's missing that we don't see that. We don't see that. Ha'isim Mitzvah Achas. But when we're engaged in Yiddishkeit, Nabat Hashem, it's Ha'isa's mitzvah, achas. Achas. Everything is one. Everything is one. Of course, the highest, it's very, very hard to make tikkunim in this world, to be able to see the echad even in work and in eating and sleeping and so on. That's a that's a big avod. That's the birum, that's the yichudim that a person makes. It's a very hard 
But when a person feels that, oh, yeah, I'm leaving, it's, it's such a, it's, you know, I'm leaving, I was having like a good year, everything was going well, and now, like, you know, it's, I have to clean for Pesach. It's that way of thinking is, is what, exactly what Cook is calling katnus, katnus, katnus. You're cleaning for you're cleaning for Pesach. You're cleaning for Pesach. It's the biggest, biggest tikkun that we have the whole year is cleaning the chametz. Of course, the people that are not icing on that, they have to double up on everything else. They're missing that the chasrashon going away somewhere. That cleaning for Pesach. But the cleaning for Pesach is that all the tikkunim, all the yichudim, that are, the sounds that come out from the shofar, krasatim, krechzim, like that, but the said, that through the shofar, the sounds go up from the krechzing that a person did when he was going under to clean for, for that's, to clean the chametz, that's the sound that goes through the shofar. And all the shaf and all the bracha, everything we have from the entire year, all of the brachas, all that happens for Shayim Kippur is through, the, is through the work that a Jew does to prepare for Pesach. And Gashmis and Aruchnis, all the yichudim. When a person is doing that, it's unbelievable. But Das of Katna says, oh, I'm just, I was having, things were going nicely, things are going easily, and now I'm busy, I have to clean, I have to do this, I have to do that, and it's a pain in the neck to get ready for Pesach and so on, and all the cooking and all the preparing and so on. That's, that's something which is hard. It's hard, it's difficult. That's exactly the Katna of Cook is talking about. Your way of thinking is, Chol is Gishmak, Chol is wonderful, Chol is you enjoy, and when you ha- when it's going into a yontif, going into kaidish, uh, that's you know, that's a, that's not that's hard. That's something that's not bad. It's an interruption to my life. Pesach is an interruption. The cleaning is an interruption to my life. That's why that's the main reason why people go away. They say it's to be everybody together with them, but the emes is they're going away to get to, so they shouldn't have, because Pesach is an interruption. It's an interruption. So how could I change the interruption into a vacation? That's the Indian of going away. I could change the interruption because I was just enjoying myself and now th- there's this horrible interruption that God said we can't have any chalas. <coughs> so I got to go crazy with all this stuff and get nervous. So that's an interruption. So now that came up in modern times. Really, when I was growing up, there was very little. There was one, one place, two places, but now it became... The ones who remained behind are like lo yutzlachs, you know, like we shlamazels. So the, the whole thing is that Pesach is an interruption it's an interruption. So how do I make my, that interruption, that little journey into Ruchnias, how do I make that into a vacation to satisfy my Gashmias? So I'm making Pesach into something which is Gashmi, you understand? How do I make Pesach into something which is Magush? When we left Mitzrayim, we went from Avdus to Cheres. Avdus to Cheres means that we went from Ayin, Egypt, nothing, nothing. Where? into Yesh, into true reality, which is Yerushalayim, which is Avodah Hashem. That's what Yitzhak Hashem means. It means that every year in Pesach, there's, there's an R that comes this time of the year, that we're able to be free from that delusion of, of this world being the Mitzvah Samalaya. That mistake of taking this world too seriously. That katnas. And we're able to go where? To a place of Chayus, to be free. That's true malchus. That's what it means to sit by the seder in your own house with your family, Bez Hashem. That's what it means. That's what malchus is. But when you, when a person is living in a place of katnas, so then Pesach is an interruption. So then the question is, how do I make Pesach into something which is also chol? Like by the Balei you know, by they have the 
turn what did I say into Shabbos turn, turn Friday night into Shabbos turn Friday night right turn Friday into, into Shabbos turn Friday night into Shabbos so it's to make to make Friday night your whole life it was Friday night now you're making it Shabbos something holy right the Pesach resort thing is turn turn Pesach into Chol I mean turn Passover into into a weekday how much more can Pesach be like a weekday <coughs> And I have to say that, of course I have to say that. But how could I change Passover into a weekday? That's what it means. You don't think you're going to be part of it. If you come to this, you expect before Pesach again about these things. <laughs> and I don't mean that to any individual chasm, because I know that each person, has a hidden reason why they have to do these things. But I'm talking what's going on. And, and if people don't think this way, they don't understand, like I'm crazy. Is Mamish taking Pesach and making it to Mitzrayim? We left Mitzrayim, and, and those people are going back to Mitzrayim. But they feel, what do you mean? This is Mitzrayim? If I'd be at home, that would be Mitzrayim. Because at home, I have to clean up after the meal. I have to eat everything. I have to make uh, a new batch of coleslaw. I have to fix this. I have to do that. So I don't want to be in Mitzrayim on Pesach. I want to be free from Mitzrayim. So where am I going to be free from Mitzrayim? So I'm going to go to the, to the uh, you know, the Grand Hyde in Cancun or something, and I'm free, I'm free from Mitzrayim. <coughs> That's exactly what Chukas talking about. That Musag is Katnus Adas. Is the biggest Katnus Adas, that Musag. That when I go from, that when I go from Kurdish, my own home, into Chol, into a place, swarming with Chol, that that, <coughs> that, that is... That gives this person a feeling of freedom, of being free, of being relieved from the work of Maha Avoida Zayis Lachem, which is the question of the Rasha. Maha Avoida Zayis Lachem, which is the way people go look at the Jews who stay behind. Maha Avoida Zayis Lachem. You know who asked that question, Nagada? Right? I don't have to say. Who asked that question, Nagada? Maha Avoida Zayis Lachem. What a low yitzlach. If you would have done well, you know, when you're uh, in the market, like I did, you'd be able to treat your wife like a queen, and you'd be able to treat your children like princes and princesses and take them to the, 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 this resort where a famous rabbi is going to give shiurim, and we're going to have a, a base measure stocked. They always put that in. Fully stocked base measure. Fully stocked stomachs. Fully stocked. <laughs> fully stocked base measure. And and what this is? I thought I wasn't going to do this today, but I, still, <laughs> I said to myself not to do it. I can't help but talk about Katnus and Katnus, and this is Katnus. So I'm leaving the house, Pesach. That's a place of Churban, right? The house, Churban. Look at the house. It's a mess, right? Churban. The house is Churban. Afsius. It's, it's nothing. And where am I going? I have my room waiting for me. Yeah, that's in the Yishuv. That's a settled, beautiful, nice place with a beach and warm weather and so on. Look what's going on over here. It's 30 degrees outside. It's almost Pesach. It's cold. I have to stay in a place like this. this. So I'm going to the Yishuv. person of godless Adas knows that Davka, it's the other direction. It's the other direction. It's it's going from when you're leaving the house, you're leaving the world of of yesh, and you're going to a place of ayin. And when you come back home, you're turning from ayin to yesh. That's the truth. 
the Mitzias Malaya is in the house. Is, these are the walls of my house. This is my family. This, this, this is where we say my da'ani. This is this is a place that that is kosher year round, kosher year round, with tefillas and parents and children and ahava and dveikas. And, and I'm going to wear a churban and avsius mamish, churban and avsius, place of churban and avsius. You're staying in, in people are staying in, in rooms and hotels that the whole year places of tumah of Zima, of Gilearayas, of Shavichas Dom and Mamish. That's what it is. Besides the tarfus in the kitchen, the rooms, the bedrooms, forgive me, are places of Tumah, of Memtesh Shari Tumah, of Mitzrayim. What's the, who, who are the guests there the whole year? Not you, it's not your your house. You go into someone else's room. It's Memtesh Shari Tumah. People don't think about it. As long as the beds are made and it smells good and you have a, you open the curtain and you see the ocean, ah, it's Mamish the Yeshuv. It's a place of Memtesh Aritum, Gilei Rais. Gilei Who are the guests here the whole year? You're staying in this room? This is where you spend, this is where you spend Yantiv in such a place? The person, if you think about it, but it's a different world. HaKaydash Zuhay Yeshus, the last line. Holiness, Kaydash is Yeshus. Holiness is Yeshus. Yeah, you have a, you, your houses and, and the, the, you, you, can't, you don't have any ocean view. You open up and you, you open up and you see that your tree is about to fall on your roof. <laughs> you know, you open up the curtains and the curtain falls. <laughs> that that's happened. To, and the, the pole falls. Then I always have to knock it back up. <laughs> uh, you call for room service and someone screams, "Get it yourself!" Ah, <laughs> uh, that's that's Amish. That's the that's that's the real age. That's it. That's a little cursed. That's the age. That's that's that. That's a lakus. That's a lakus. I think that the, probably I believe that the people when they come back from those, from those extravaganzas, those Passover things, I believe that when they come home, this first second when they walk in the house, they feel ah, to be home, ah, to be home. But they just can't carry that with them when it gets like to, you know, January and the next January, and they start to think about. Again, the cleaning, the preparing, the this, that. I want to be a ben chayrin. A ben chayrin. What's chayrus? It's a whole definition of what chayrus is. Malaya's menucha. Menucha. Menucha is found in your place. That's where you find menucha. A person does not have menucha when there's someplace else. Isha Beis Bailet says Megillah Sarus, right? Umitzena menucha. You should find rest and peace and tranquility. In your, together with your husband in your home in your home in your home is where you find tranquility that's where Menuch is because that's the Emes that's your place when you're somewhere else it's not your, it's not your place and when it's not your place it's not Menuch Shabbos is Menuch if your Menuch is some, if there's a different time of the week it's not Shabbos that means that something is wrong Shabbos is Menuch the rest of the week is not the rest of the week is is Havel Havel Shabbos is Menuch but when is Shabbos Menucha? Shabbos is Menucha when Kaidish for you is Yeshus. When the true Mitzvah of your life is Kedush. Now, Mitzvah, we're going to get to it yourself. That's what all this is leading to. When that true Mitzvah is, is Kedusha, you see that? That's that's in the Godless. That's Godless Adaz. So then, that's where you find Menucha. 
so you see, you know, we uh, stay for a few months. We lived in Shari Chesed, and in this this in this apartment, that's where Shlomo Zaman Arbach in this place. That's and this this is where Tzvi Pesach Frank. Here's where the Shabina Rav lived in this place. On the Chov Ibn Shaprut, this address, that's where the Shabina Rav lived. How did they manage it? So far from Woodmere and from Lawrence and from and these little hovels that they had over there. And before the Americans came to make, you know, 12 extra floors and, and fix things up and make it, they looked mamish, mamish, like this. But when you looked at Rav Zalman's face, if you had the schus of ever seen Rav everybody saw pictures, Rav Zalman was there, was living in a place of simcha, of, of menucha, that's where he lived. Because for him, Yushalayim wasn't just a uh, historical landmark. For him, Yushalayim was the Yeshus of Kedusha Mamish. Was Mitzius Malaya. Was Mitzius Malaya. That was Yushalayim. It was Mitzius Malaya. And anything that you would have shown to Rabbi Shlomo Zaman Arbach, if you show him, Rabbi, Rabbi, let me take you and to show him, you know, to show him, like a, one of these glamorous, beautiful places in the world to show him, he's a Gelech, that's a joke to him. It's a joke. This is, this is beautiful to you. This is nothing. Mitzius Malaya is Yushalayim. This, this little. <coughs> This little place of this <coughs> old block somewhere, in, yeah, there's a Messias Malay. Milo Achol Zohavsius. Kal Erko shall, next page, just can do just a little bit more of this note. Kal Erko shall Achol Neve Achirak, the Turkish Hayosam Huber Alakaris on page 102. Whatever value Chol has, it's only to the extent that it has a connection to Kodesh. It has, that it has some connection to Kodesh. On the Vade shall Novus Laguf, as I said before. Rabbi Neir is explaining, of course we don't mistreat the body, and we take care of all that we need to take care of in this world. Because the body is the kli, is the vessel, to contain the neshama. We have to treat the body with, with dignity and with respect and take care of ourselves. But only because it's the kli that holds the neshama. In of itself, it's just some boss of a dam. It's flesh and blood, but the, to treat the body in a, in a way that's with covet and derecharitz is because it's a kli for the neshama. Kishem shakos mahavik kli kibul amayim shavasayich. The same way that the cup is the kli kibul for the uh, for the water. B'cholzos amayim himayikiv lakos. Even though the coast, the cup could be crystal. And it could be that that cup costs $50. The glass is a crystal glass. But Lamani said, it's not going to help you when you come out of the desert. It's an empty glass. The water is more valuable than the, than the coast, even though the water comes from the sink. And nowadays, water could cost $5 also. I don't know. You have to pay for water. But the, the, the crystal glass is just a clee. It's a clee. It's an expensive, pretty clee. So, so the body is a clee. The body is a clee. It has to be taken care of, to be taken care of in a way that's dignified and that's fine. It doesn't mean you have to s- spend a long time on it. It doesn't mean you have to get my sugar with, the, with, with, you know, with, with your wardrobe and with everything else that you have in you. But it's a clay. <coughs> so if Cook also writes, He asks a very big question of Cook. What is it that takes away the taste of life 
from the highest way of thinking. What does that mean? Madu ha'adam enuchash b'chachma ha'ayayna has tamachayim. Why is it that when I'm sitting and I'm learning, I don't feel the tamachayim? I don't have a gishmak. Why is it that when I'm doing a mitzvah, I don't feel the tamachayim? I'm Isaac in something, I'm busy right now when I'm learning, it's higoyen ha'elyon. I'm sitting and learning a black gemara. I'm learning the parashah chamesh rashi. It's, it's Hashem's thoughts. This higoyen ha'elyon, mamish. These are the highest thoughts in the universe. These are, these are Hakarsh Baruch's thoughts. When I'm sitting learning a Mishnah, a Gemara, a Chumash, a Navi, these are Hashem's thoughts. So how come I don't feel a Tamachai? When I'm out, like when I'm out bowling with the guys, and then uh, we go to uh, uh, we go to to eat in an expensive restaurant, ah, that's a Tamachai. How come when I'm in shul during the davening, it's like every word is like poison? I try to come late and I try to leave early, and when I'm there, just to make sure the guy doesn't take too long. But then for Kiddush, ah, it's a Tam Chaim. Kiddush is a Tam Chaim. There I taste life. I don't taste <coughs> life in the davening. If a Baltfil is going to daven an extra three minutes, the, the Oilem is going to kill him. You never saw anything that should happen by the Kiddush that someone would say to the waiter, if you bring out another thing of chant, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you ever hear such a thing? That the guy should feel threatened? That the waiter feels threatened if I bring out more food that these people are going to be upset with me? I never heard anybody like, but if a guy brings out something a little bit more nusach, a little bit more davening, or the rabbi a little bit more uh, uh, tired, then he feels like he could be endangering his life. <coughs> How come the guy brings out a, a special an extra kugel, or brings out some another some more fish, not just the bedich of a herring, but also brings out the rest of the herring? <laughs> so why is it? So why is it that that then everybody says, ah, this is mechai, this is mechai. That's of course question. Why don't I taste life in my ruchnis? Why don't I taste life in my avodas Hashem, in my learning and my davening? What poisons us so that we no longer can taste Noam HaKadosh? Like a person who's sick, he can't taste food. Or the food, not only can taste it, it makes him sick. When it makes him sicker, when a person's not well, it, the food doesn't taste, it doesn't, have, it doesn't have a tongue. What is it that takes away our taste? <coughs> Our taste buds for kedusha. What is it that takes that away? What does it make? What is it that, that makes us feel that Pesach is poison? God forbid. That to go outside for a few minutes in the sukkahs, or to or to sit and to learn. What takes away the tamachaim? Madu haodam enochash bechach ma'inus tamachaim. Ma when you namarilas and afashes like chushes namakash as or Hashem. To the, to the extent that we don't live our lives completely, completely devoted to that which we feel the, is the Tamachayim. Because if we would feel the Tamachayim in these things, we would devote ourselves to them instead of just trying to be parted from them. Well, 
What is it that the davening has to be uh, 25 minutes during the week, you know? Uh, that mm-hmm. there are people that they... Uh, and, that's, and, and most of the people come late and leave early. He missed the whole thing after putting on tefillin and taking off tefillin. Coming and going is like 10, 15 minutes. Why? Because you don't have the taste of life. You feel that you have to do it. You don't want to get in trouble. But if you would feel that my davening, if you would feel tamachaim in, in davening, you would value every minute that you could spend davening. You would, you, every word would be mamish, delicious. It would be, would be a pleasure. But instead, you want to get out of Kodesh into Chol as fast as you can. Get me out of this place of Kodesh and get me into a place of Chol. <coughs> so, Vairav Meshiv, now back to Rav Cook's words. So, Rav Cook answers Rak Oysa had Dimyon Hamata. Is this imagination? Is, is this mistake? This mistaken imagination. Hamara as Hoida ad Silus. That has the ability. This this crazy mistaken way of looking at things has the ability to take hodahatzilus, the splendor of true nobility of holiness. Ravinir explains as a kodesh neshama to take all that is holy, and to take all this neshamadik, and to give us the impression that b'tsura shemema that it's like it's just a waste of time, it's desolation. Shemema means it's empty. I'm, I'm empty, my words, I'm just saying so a person comes to shul I'm just saying come to empty words, so of course I want to get out of here as fast as possible all of the bewilderment and confusion of life, in other words, takes everything that's holy <coughs> that's mitziyah samalaya, and it gives the impression that that's nothing but but emptiness <coughs> And chaos, like <coughs> Pesach, getting ready for Pesach. He explains his call: Hatezuzos, Hakfitzos, Hanesiyos, Hamula v'Harasha b'Chayim. But when it comes to all of the, what's amazing is that when it comes to all of the jumping and the traveling and the noise of life, it gives us the impression that it's b'tzurim Yosheves u'Benuya. That that's Miyusheves Ubenuya. Ah, that's Gewaldic. That's great. Everything is just Benahafachu. Mamish Benahafachu. Kedusha is desolation, it's emptiness. Davening, learning, a mitzvah, ah, Mamish, nothing, empty. But when it comes to. When it comes to life, which is filled with jumping and running and traveling and rash and all the noise, Dafke, the other person feels, but so, Miyusheves Ubnuya. Miyusheves Ubnuya. That, ah, this is Dafke, life. This is good. Miyusheves Ubnuya. Kilo Shadvar Mahalolo, Him Hamitsius Amitis. Kilo, this is now, I'm back to, back to reality. Like that terrible thing when people leave Yontif and say, I'm going back to the real world. Right to the real world. Kilo, that's Mitzias Amitis. From a very early age, the children learn to dis- differentiate between true Mitzias and false Mitzias. Parents, we are the ones who give them that perspective. That comes from us. We could, I mean, it's, we could blame the school, but 
from the earliest age, children are going to learn to understand what is to my parents mitzius amitis, and what's stam dimyon. The children are going to learn that from a very early age. What my parents do on Shabbos, how my mother davens, how the priorities are with ruchnis and gashmius. The child is going to learn whether the mitzius amitis is ruchnis is kedusha, or the mitzius amitis is chal. It comes. They learn that at a very, very early age, from the parents. They watch everything that the parents do, and they see what gives my parents simcha and nachis. What gives them simcha, simcha and nachis? When do they come back like really in a good mood? When they were away from me, or when they're together with me? Kids, kids pick up on that right away. <coughs> when do my parents seem more excited when they're leaving me or when they're with me? When do they seem to be more animated? When they come back from the theater or they come back from shul? They learn very quickly. What is the Matthias Hamalaya? What's Matthias Amitis? Where do my parents live? What's their Matthias Amitis? And then the children of this. And then it continues. The child was raised that the Matthias Amitis is to get away from Kedusha. And then when you get away from Kedusha, that's Metzius Amitis. They watch the father go to shul on Shabbos, 15 minutes late. They watch him go by Kiddush Club. They watch him at that. So they see that the Metzius Amitis, my father, is to have his face in a potato kugel. And the Metzius Amitis of my mother is to have her, her, to have her face in, not in food, cause or maybe some people do, but in her, in her clothing or her shopping, whatever it is. That's where her face is. Not that you don't have to. Not that you shouldn't have the piece of kugel. Not that you shouldn't have the dress. But what's your mitzvah amitis? <coughs> and the children watch. The children watch everything. <coughs> That's why, you know, I have. It's the, it's like I have the a chassan was asking me. Uh, there's a fellow that's getting married, so he's asking me. And she was asking me. What do I need to think about most raising children? He's not even married yet. <laughs> I said, first you have to, Davin, you should be able to have children. You think everybody's able to have children. There are people that don't have children. So what do you mean, what, what should I think about most in raising children? <clears throat> so first, Davin, you should be able to... I said, so all these, like, you know, I, I get these questions a lot, like, what's the main thing to think about when I'm married? What's the main thing to think about when I'm you know, to raise kids. So the those are like easy answers and give them some patent answer, you know, some classic thing and, you know, dress it up with a Maima Chazal or a Chesidish Avart and a story from, you know, Rabbi Levine or something. That's that's the easiest thing in the world, this machshav. But when the answer to that question is that, the answer to that question is it's not about, it's not about any particular Vart or a lecture it's about you yourself being an Ish Kaddish. And if your children look at you and see that you're an Ish Kaddish, they see what's important to you. They see what your values are. Your children are watching you every second to see what's your Metzias. What's the Metzias Amitis of your life? What's the Metzias Amitis of your life? They watch that how you relate to your, to, to, to your wife, how the wife relates to the husband. They see that in how you daven. They see that in, in, in how you learn. They see that, what do you enjoy? Kids pick up on that right away. What do, what do my parents truly enjoy? 
As I said before, do they truly enjoy me, their kid, or I'm just an annoying, annoying little thing that they have to deal with and get off to a babysitter or to find some sort of a, to find some girl to pay it $12 an hour to watch for the four days when, you know, in between school and camp or something, to find some way to avoid my kid. Am I an annoyance? Am I their mitzvah? Or am I not their mitzvah? Is he just kind of mitzvah? He's got not the mitzvah. That's really what the children are looking for. Because everybody's trying to understand what is reality? What's real? What's real in my life? And the, the cues they're taking are from their parents. What's real to my parents? What's real to my parents? And they, and they understand that, not in words, but they feel that. From a very early age, they feel that. If Zmir's at the Shabbos table, it's a tut, 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 to get over with, to quickly say Zmir's, uh, 30 seconds to say Kolmakadj, to get fast over and then to get back to the, God forbid, to the Russian Adam Achilles, and to talk about what everybody in the neighborhood and this and that. And did you hear that this rabbi died? Did you hear this, was my, this rabbi had a baby? To get back to all of these things and, and to talk about an Irish guy, that's it. Then the children learn from an early age that's the Emetzias. That's, that's where they live in. I, they also said Zmir's. Zmir's was a distraction, Zmir's was a detour. It was a momentary pause from the true Metzius. It was just a pause. But now you get back to the regular program. The regular program is Nairishkeit. The regular program is Nairishkeit. Have them. It's the regular program. That's what Cook is talking about. And he says it's amazing. Because life, physical life, is filled with jumping and running and noise, and yet you taste a tama of Chaim in that. Which Rabbi Nachman said that when he looks at this world, everywhere he looks, all he sees is Gehenna. That's what Rabbi Nachman said. All he sees is Gehenna. That's what he saw in this world, Gehenna. Okay. And the same tzaddik taught, Mitzvah G'dalias B'Sim Chetamin. Because that was the reality he was pulling us into. He was pulling us into the reality of That's the reality he was pulling us into. When you live in that world, it's Simcha it's, it's, But this world, he said, this world is Gehenna. And in that Gehenna, that's we see people, that's, that's the Ikechias that they're having, is in Gehenna. Kilu Shadvaram Halalohim Amitsiyas Amitis. Kilu. Those things of this world, that's Metzias Amitis. But learning Torah is Shmama. Uh, like we spoke about last time. The, 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 the boy is learning in Yeshiva, he wants to learn another year, and the parents are very upset with him. You have to get, you have to get back to, to life. You have to, again, I'm not suggesting that the boy does not take care of how he's going to make a Parnassah. But these Lashonis that the kids hear from their parents. The year in seminary or the year in yeshiva is batlanas. We're just indulging you because that's what all the other kids are doing, and we want you to have Jewish identity and da da da. But well, that's that stuff. But we never meant for you to actually come back from seminary believing that this is like the biyumetzias. We never meant for you to come back from yeshiva like thinking that this is the tachas of your life. It's limud atayra. That's not the tachas of your life. The tax of your life is that you should be sitting in some office someplace for 14 hours a day so you can be happy like me. That's the tax of your life and have lots of money and, and uh, argue with your kid about going back for a second year. You know, 
20 years from now. If you leave it at Tyra, it's ushmama. Learning Tyra is shmama. Is is mamish emptiness. Empty. No tamachaim. Rav Kook writes, Mashu asheker hayosem is suav shabo'elam. Rav Kook has very strong words. He says, this is the most disgusting lie in the world. This is the this is the most harmful, dangerous, disgusting lie in the world. That the, that this world is mitzius haamitis, mitzius meleya, and that ruchnius is shmama is desolation. That's the biggest lie. It's the most dangerous lie. Hasheker hazeh, Rabbi Avinir explains, this sheker. Hasheker hazeh, marchik es adam and haneshama creates a distance, a huge distance between the person, the guf, and the neshama, his body and his soul. The body is just supposed to be a kli. But for him, the body is not just a kli, for him, the body is a tachlis. The neshama is a little bit, you have to do something here and there. But the ikir is the, is the guf. So this obviously causes there to be a terrible, terrible distance between the guf and the neshama. Everything is about everything is about the goof. And everything is about paying attention to, to the goof, to the goof. I remember once when I was uh, I was fifteen, something like fifteen, sixteen. And and somehow it happened, I know the door of the room was open, something my father passed by and I was standing by the mirror. Back then I had hair. And I and I was like I was working on my hair, and my father looked in, and he just l- looked at me like in, that, in a funny way, and he said, Mr. Amaidala, do I have to translate that? Mr. Amaidala, are you a girl? And he didn't mean that as an insult. My sister, he liked when she did that. But Mr. Amaidala, I was just combing my hair. I said, Dad, I'm allowed to comb my hair. You know, I answer like a kid usually answers. So my father said, oh, you stand by the mirror. Come by a mirror. He said. He said. He told me afterwards. He never, when he was growing, never in his life saw a man standing by a mirror looking like that. It's not It's a different. It's a different reality. So you can make fun and laugh and say, "Come on, that's very, very extreme." Is that okay? When we get to Shemayim, we'll see what Akash Baruch says. With all the men with to their to the men with their blow dryers, <laughs> I think Hashem's going to say, "Is there idol?" We're going to go up to Shemaim. Everybody's going to look for an outlet for the <laughs> the men are going to be looking for outlets for their blow dryers. Like, <laughs> I made you into a guy. I didn't make you into a girl. You're standing around with your blow dryer. What are you doing over there? It's a, it's looking at mitzvahs when you when you hear mit, when you hear from a person who's not who's not been affected by the world and you, in, in that way and you hear it so it comes like in a very clear way that it's the mitzvahs it's the mitzvahs the body is a kli the body is a kli and it's, it's, it's not healthy for a girl to get too fixated on that either just in a, of course more and a more recovered the normal and, and, and nice way but not to become that this is the a home at sea is. Yeah, you could have that also. The woman's going for, you know, an older person's going for all different kinds of surgeries. They're pulling her skin like mamish, like on a couch. <laughs> pulling her skin like from one way to the next. 
And you look sometimes see an old lady, she's 85 years old, and she looks like, like a fossil with her skin pulled back, and she went for all these uh, surgeries that she should look like she doesn't have wrinkles. Cause, so that they had to stretch. I know they rounded around the head a few times. They so <laughs> really did with all the skin. That she should look like she should look like she's still young. It's Rahmanis. It was a clee. It was a clee. It's just a clee. You could have a guy that he's like he's a well to do guy and he gets, you know, he has very, very nice suits. Nice suits. He even has like a matching kerchief, you know the guys have that? Like a little handkerchief coming out of his suit pocket. And he has even like his glasses, his frames match his handkerchief, you know that? <laughs> and, like, and he'll look at the and, and then he'll meet like there's some coy little guy, like with his shirt half out, you know? And and he only has one thing from his glasses, not the other one. You know what I'm talking about? It's like it's like crooked, there's like one eye showing. And he's got, you know, his yarmulke is like from forty years ago. It's like it was black originally but now it gets brown or something. Light brown. And the guy with the the guy with the kerchief is looking at the coy little guy like uh, What's the matter with you? How is it in Shemayim? What's the Messiah Samalaya? Now, how does the Bunishlam look at these two people? Again, not that I'm saying there's a Messiah you can't fix, you can fix your glasses, but how does the Bunishlam look at these two people? The guy, the guy with the spiffy suit with his necktie that's up all the way like to his nose, and he's got the <laughs> kerchief, and he's got you know, all the stuff matching, his shoes are shining, everything is gewaldic, and, 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 and then next to him is this guy that's, that sits and learns 15, 16 hours a day, Bahamas. Learns Torah, and with Mesiris Nefesh, he's an Oved and who and he looks down on him. He looks at him like he's like he's like he's, like, he's a Shlomazel. What's the matter with him? In the Mesiris Haamitis, who's the fortunate Jew? Who's the lucky one? Who's the one who made it? Who's the one who made it? Who's the one that really who really made it? Most times it's not even so hard to figure out because even in this world, the, this guy, I'm not I'm making fun of, I don't mean anything bad about people who do that. It's not, it's silly, but I don't mean bad. Like, you know, it's something bad. It's not bad, it's just silly. But who made it in the world? This guy, oftentimes, the kerchief, he's angry and upset. And, and this guy, he sits and learns, and Machaya, ah, Tysus and Gittins, Machaya. Eight echad never to be served. What a Machaya. And and the other one is mole mole kas and chaimah not davka, but what's the tachlis? And who's the mitzias haamitis? Whose life after 120 can look back and say mitzias haamitis? Because in that world they don't give a hoot about whether your glasses match to your kerchief. You know that? I'm just telling you that they don't give a hoot of whether or not your shoes were shiny or they weren't shiny. They couldn't care less whether or not whether or not your hair is a little bit gray or black or they don't care. In Shemayim, at any of this stuff, means nothing. Ayin mamish. But the hours that you put into your learning, and that you put into helping other people, into doing good things, ben lomakim lachaverim yedavening, that's Yeshus hamitis. That's mitzias hamitis mamish. Mitzias hamitis. Do you think they give a hoot that you're able to sit, that you're able to sit by the pool on Chalamoid in the hotel? You think they, they care about that? You sit by a pool in Chalamoy? You think it's Shemaim? They look, they look fondly upon a guy sitting Erev Pesach by the pool? Do you think so? Or, do you, or, or, or the person that goes, Oi, vey, vey, I have, a, I have, I have 15 minutes left with Bir Hametz, and you're still putting together this stuff and trying to get, trying to get the things together to make a Bir Hametz? And Shemaim, who do you think is more 
respected in Shemayim? Who who is the Rebbeinu more fond of at that moment? The one who's the one who's reading the Wall Street Journal, Erev Pesach, sitting by the pool, or the one who's the one who's covered from head to th- to toe with filth because he's doing this and running there and and and, he, and he's trying to get ready for Pesach, or the woman that that the woman that's that's got ten things going on in the kitchen is trying to, this one is ready, this thing is not ready, and this one's, you have to peel the potatoes, you have to take care of that. And in Shemaim, in the Metzius Amitis, because Shemaim is Metzius Amitis. What's, who, who, from Shemaim, who does the Bani look down upon and say, ah, <clears throat> he's from Inzer, you know, he's one of my guys. He's one of my girls. The one by the pool or the one in the kitchen? So you can make all the jokes about slaving in the kitchen and being by the pool, but when it comes to Metzius Amitis and Shemaim, who's the Baruch look down and say, this one is, this one is one of mine? Yeah, Shkoyach. Shkoyach, Shkoyach, Shkoyach. This is what I had in mind. This is what I had in mind. This is a Metzius Amitis. That's a question, that's the question Rav Kook was asking over here. That's the difference between somebody who's a, living in a world of Katn Sadas, small Das, and Godless, Moichen the Godless. Merchant the godless. You see a Jew that sits and learns Torah day and night, and he's a yid that that, that works on his avodas Hashem, and he, and he's got the same suit or same thing, and his and he doesn't look as put together, and his life is not. Kiss a person like that. Ashrecha, ashrecha b'elam hazeh, v'ashrecha l'elam haba. Ashrecha, ashrecha. That's how Hashem's book looks at such a person. And if you're and if you're the one that's your whole daiga in this world is, how does it look? How is it? Da, da, da. And that's your whole daiga. If you're very, very masupic about how these things are looked at in Shemayim, ashrecha, ashrecha, you look great in that, you know, two thousand dollar suit, sipping your thousand dollar glass of wine. How do you think they look in Shemayim at those thousand dollar glasses of wine? That you should choke on it. To the Jews that don't have what to eat, and you're sitting in, you're not ashamed to be drinking a glass of wine like that. To, fill, to give a taste to your tongue and you can't taste in a taste of anything and, and you have to drink a glass of wine for a thousand dollars you're not embarrassed you're not ashamed so, what, what do they say in Shemayim? that's what we have that's the thought that we have to live with what are they saying in Shemayim? that's just a simple thing that's called Yerash Shemayim what are they thinking in Shemayim? how do they think in Shemayim? that's the way we have to live in that Mitzvah, because that's the Mitzvah I meet. Hashem's book should help us to live in that world. Simcha Nachis and Brook. Good Shabbos.